realized I was on mute. I said, send that to me. Because then I could get the five-minute one working. Tonight on the podcast, we see how many telenovelas Lance can name in under five minutes. Welcome to my party. We're just getting started. A life is a dream. It's Friday night in Phoenix and wherever in the world you are. You listen to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I am Lance. I am Brucifer. Returning Brucifer. Dude, I love Shout having out this to guy Brucifer. On. And now I know what he looks like. Before he was just a circle in a, in a gray box. We were supposed to have a fourth and little Darth Lopez, but he's a little tie-tie. Ten, apparently 1030 is a little late for his old ass. So... He's younger than me. Sweet, sweet dreams, little Darth Lopez. Where's he uh, live at? In in your hotel room. Uh, he lives he in he lives in Chicago, in Illinois. So it's later for for Brucifer than it is for. Well, right? he's, not he's, the uh, I think yeah, he's yeah. somewhere else for. Work. Yeah, he's still an hour behind me. Is he somewhere else? Yeah, he's traveling for work. Stick boys here says I'm here for the free brick oven pizza buffet. <laughs> I was promised. We're reaching, I, 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 we're reaching into the depths for that one. <laughs> hey, sticks! Like I, I got some sausage for you. Want it? <laughs> some sausage. Yeah, sausage. I had a nice yes. pizza today from Fat Cats while watching Blue Beetle. I love that these movie theaters are doing the dine-in shit. Oh, I missed that. Since I moved from the city, I don't get that in upstate New York. Ugh. Really? No, not at all. Now we have get, this. You just get the chain pizzas, huh? Oh, like your Pizza Huts and your Papillons and Papillons. I, <laughs> I get um. What they have up here is upside down pizza and tomato pies. Gross. What does that mean? Upside down pizza is the toppings are under are under the sauce and cheese. Oh, under oh. the sauce and under yes. the sauce. Yes. That sounds gross. It is gross. I was always taught, I worked at Papa John's, and I was always taught you put the sauce and you put the toppings, and then mm-hmm. the cheese creates like a heat envelope for your for your toppings. Like it, it keeps them all hot and shit. So if the cheese mm. isn't all the way to the edge, then you're losing all that heat for your toppings. Huh. That's what they taught us. I don't know if that was some bullshit, Papa John's. Bullshit. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. Every time I get a Papa John's piece, it looks like some kid with Tourette's put the cheese on it. It's just <laughs> oh. all over the place and or Parkinson's. They're, dude, their their quality sucks, dude. I I was craving their their cheese bread. It used to be like one of my favorite things ever, and we were craving it a couple months ago. And we went, and it was absolute dog shit. Like it's like I purchased dog. Like I went, oh yeah, give me the dog shit pie. <laughs> I've never had Papa John's. Good, you're not. Missing I've been you. very lucky. It used to be so good. We got a place down here which is pretty good. If you're into like that doughy, I being in New York, you're probably into the thin crust stuff, right? Yeah, hand tossed. Yeah, <laughs> you like a lot of things tossed. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're just mad because I won't toss your salad on you. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. But if you're if you're into like the thick doughy stuff, like <laughs> we're just we're just digging, just get the shovels, man. Um, we got a place out here in Arizona called Barrows, which is pretty good for that. Oh nice. god! And a tomato dead. pie 
is a make basically make the same way as a pizza hand mm-hmm. toss. Well, not hand toss. It's like a Sicilian. Is that where you're hitting her from behind and then you stuff a tomato in there real quick and then explode inside of her? Like yeah, the then you push different fresh, put fresh mozz in her mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. It's the porn head opposite of uh, cream pie? Pretty much. <laughs> well, you can still do a snowball. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Bruce, so, what is a tomato pie? So it's, it's basically a square pizza with okay. sauce, tomato sauce, with either parmesan or romano cheese served cold 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 interesting it's gross it's not good not for me but they love it up here oh do they yeah it's like it's like the stable i gotta tell you if you're getting shitty like fast food pizza like shitty pizza it tastes best cold dude (laughs) i do like dominoes and pizza cold yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. So dude. good. <laughs> Domino's the next day is is slamming. I'm not gonna lie there, but <clears throat> I prefer it. And my wife always gets mad because, like, when we buy pizzas, I'll buy an extra one just to put it in the fridge. <laughs> Wait, you said you said wife? Yeah, my wife. Uh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with the heteros, Lucifer? No, I just have a problem with women that don't share. <laughs> You're probably used to those one dollar slices, huh? That are like real fucking big and greasy, and you like fold them in half. Yep, the greasy, the greasier the better. Oof. You know, I gotta, you know, you gotta stay like this for like three minutes to get all the grease off. Yeah, drip it down. Yep, we, right on the plate. We've got a really good place out here called Venezia's. Have you, I don't think I say it right. I've been corrected before, but have you had that, Matt? Venezia's. Mm-hmm. It's no. kind of like that. Like it's huge slices. You gotta fold them in half. They're just fucking dripping. In oil, and they're from New York. It's just two. I think there's only two locations out here, but that's some good shit. I love their uh, chicken pesto, pesto sauce with chicken mm-hmm. and matzo on top. But that's fucking so good. Oh, sounds good. You don't, Lance? I don't what? I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was Venezia's. I've been eating there since I was 17 years old, man, and and I've been corrected recently, and. I don't know how I feel about it. My wife's on your ass. She's like, say it correctly. What she's is saying, it? Ben- oh, she's saying, she's saying I don't say it correctly. Yeah, she said you don't say it correctly. Well, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Obviously, you, you can't, do. Know. You can't change, dude. I've been eating it for over twenty years, man. You can't change. I've been saying Venezia's for over twenty years. Can't change it. I don't even remember how it's supposed to be said. Venez- is it Vene- Venezia's? Maybe here. I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I just go there for the pizza. I don't care what, what it sounds like. As long as it's good, man, that's all I care about. But that's, that's probably the closest like New York style that I think I've had. I've never been to New York, but I'm told like, if you want a good New York style pizza, that's one of the better places to go on the West coast. Yeah. I've been told that the reason New York pizza is so good is because of our water. Yeah, Venezias. 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 Yeah, that's what I said. I'm just, um, just pronouncing it for Lance. So, <laughs> so uh, I was told I'm not a big fan of like deep dish pizza, no, but, but uh, my buddy is from Chicago, 
and there's a place that actually makes their pizza by shipping their water from Chicago over here. And I forget what the fuck it's named, but he gets this fucking pizza that's like 40 bucks a pop. Jeez. Because they ship the water from Chicago over here. Now, I lived in Chicago for a little bit, and I don't want anything to do with their water. (laughs) (laughs) That's as bad as Mexico, dude. I hear the dirty water dog is where it's at in Chicago. The hot dog water? They call them dirty water dogs, and they sell them on the street corners. Well, they do that in New York City, too. Yeah. That's, well, what I meant, that's why I meant New York. Yeah. Dirty water I had Little dog. Caesars for dinner tonight, Zaggy. Well, was my wife's choice. Little Caesars is more Detroit style, right? Yeah. Well, not really. <clears throat> it's from Detroit, but Detroit style is more like it's a, it's just a deep dish. Is it? But isn't mm-hmm. it like kind of spongier? Yeah, it's then Chicago. A little bit spongier. We have a place out here called Buddies that's from Detroit. And their pizza is pretty fucking good. The, the best, if you want the best Detroit style pizza, there's a place. It's called Jets that just started moving to the valley because of all the transplants we're getting from Michigan, like myself. Mm-hmm. Fucking, that's my favorite pizza, dude. I don't. Nobody can touch that pizza. One of these days, when you're on my side of town, I'll I'll take I'll bring you over to Buddy's because there's lines going out that place, dude. Um, and then when I'm over on your side, we'll go to Jets. Well, Jets is more on your side. It's more like Scottsdale, Tempe. Well, it sounds like we're just going to have a pizza day. We'll go yes. to Buddy's. <laughs> we'll go to Buddy's. We'll digest, and then we'll go to Jets. Stick says Detroit style uses unfiltered water and graffiti. Yeah, if I if I'm bad about Chicago water, I'm definitely bad about Michigan water. Because isn't that wasn't there a whole fucking documentary on the water? Crisis oh, that's just in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> oh, Flint. That's just one city there. Oh, they've got a Glendale location now, huh? i feel a diabetes flare-up coming my uh my grandma she's from uh she's from italy and she made this awesome focaccia bread it was so fucking good dude like onions and shit on it but like i have never tasted anything like that from any pizza place i've ever been to you gotta come to new york i want to my wife uh my wife went before i met her and she's been begging me to go back. She wants to go to um she loves going to Broadway plays and stuff. So oh, nice. I think uh our 15th wedding anniversary is coming up, and I'm I'm thinking we're gonna go to New York. Our our issue is we have so many kids, dude. So it's hard to fucking how many kids do you have? He's got five. an army. I got five. Oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> but uh I it's just throw they're, some they're money little. on the counter and leave. <laughs> They're little, so it's hard to leave them for a long time, you know. Uh, My youngest is is uh, just turned three, oh, so wow. so it's it's tough. But when they're a little bit older, we'll get. So our fifteenth wedding, our thirteenth is coming up. So a couple years, we should be able to go for. Look at this guy! We Look at this guy, ladies! The ultimate romantic. He's already planning wedding anniversaries years in advance. She's just won't Look shut up go. about it. So I'm like, okay, our fifteen. <laughs> And then a week before he'll forget. Yeah, it's it's hard to forget when she won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> but and then our twentieth, we're gonna go to Argentina. Oh, nice! Because my I, I want to go to there too. I'm gonna think about going to New York next year. Skipping San Diego Comic Con and going to New York Comic Con. Never been. Want to go for the first time? You still need to get the press badges so I can go though. Yeah. 
I want to go a year when there's actual fucking people there to see. I want to see what all oh, the, the San, oh the San Diego oh okay isn't that what you're talking about? <clears throat> what I said I wanted to go to New York and you're like still gotta get press passes though. No 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 <laughs> you want to go to New York instead of you want to go to New York instead of San Diego. That's what you were saying. Yeah. So I was saying we'll still get the press badges for San Diego so I can go to San Diego. Okay. Whatever. It's a year away. I don't even know why the fuck we're talking about this. <laughs> now I want some fucking pizza, dude. I just had pizza for lunch. I had pizza today. It was horrible. I don't I'm know sorry. Where, I don't know where they got that pizza from. Oh, you? someone brought you pizza? Well, I went to a... a um birthday party for my friend's brother i was just like ugh, bad pizza bad wings bad beer wings are wings are tough man like we've got a place out here called atl wings that everybody goes gaga over mm-hmm. and i just don't get it dude like i don't understand what all the, they were like really small barely any meat on them and people go fucking crazy they they uh they only serve kool-aid Ugh. That's the only drink that you can buy there. Big fucking pitchers of Kool-Aid. It's gross. Wingstop Straight sucks. Atlanta. Oh, Wingstop is nasty. Wingstop has like five flavors to choose from, and they're all shit. I think they have, well, I think the worst one is like the garlic parmesan. It's like eating a brick. The if I'm getting wings from a pizza place out here, it's going to be Barros, dude. Barros has good wings. <clears throat> like, I like that, like, Domino's has really juicy wings. Like, it the meat comes off the bone really well. It's nice and tender, but they're so fucking small. But they don't has fry nice them. Big wings. The Domino's doesn't fry them. They just put them through that conveyor belt oven. That's how they get like that. Well, the, they're good, you, but when you fry things, can... it dries it out. Like a big thick wing. Oh, <laughs> Dude, Cooperstown. You remember Cooperstown, Matt? Yeah, they had some good fucking wings, dude, and they were like the size of your arm. I miss old Cooperstown. That's what she said. <laughs> Have you ever been Thanks. to Arizona, Brucefer? Thanks, no. Alice Cooper. No, no. We're actually getting some weather now. I was so I was told not <laughs> to go to that shitty place. I don't blame that? you. <laughs> oh, whatever. What up, Joe's Doolin? We're gonna get fucking blasted by a hurricane, like a fucking yeah. fire hose in the asshole. That's crazy. It depends. It's going up the coast of Mexico, so it's gonna like, it's gonna absolutely whip the dick out and piss all over California. But it's gonna hit us in Nevada too with rain. So, Hmm. well, maybe I'll cool you guys down. It's worked. It's worked. Yesterday it was uh, like ninety-seven, out where I'm at. But then that brings the humidity, dude, and that's what I don't like. Mm I'd rather it be hot and dry than a little hot and wet. I always like it hot and wet. <laughs> uh, and that's in the men's locker room. Absolutely. Just the smell of that fresh fucking protein powder dump someone just took uh, if you're getting changed to go fucking work out. Protein powder. Nothing fucking... Hey, Matt, do they have Cogburns out by you? Uh, No. They have pretty good fucking wings, and they got 99 flavors, and a bitch ain't one. I knew that was coming. (laughs) That was bad. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, But they do have 99 flavors. 
Max says hot, wet is where it's at. Yep. But, all right, so enough about Lance's fucking sexual desires. Let's get into the some geek <laughs> news, huh? <laughs> Max seems to disagree with you. He says Cogburn certainly has wings. Yeah, I don't understand how that disagrees, though. <laughs> Stick says Cogburns. Sounds like a trip to the doctor. Not Cockburns. <laughs> hey, <laughs> my, say hi my drummer's you, online. Alex, he's watching you. Hey, Alex. Uh, all right. So first up in geek news. Netflix unveils highly anticipated Scott Pilgrim series. Fans and exes alike prepare for epic binge-watching battle. And before we start, I'm going to play the trailer for said Scott Pilgrim takes over. Where the fuck did it go? There it is. Is it sharing the sound? Yes. Yeah. I think I'm just hearing it through your computer. Mm-hmm. Which that's fine, because then we can talk over it's it. It's really loud and annoying. I don't care if it's a lot or annoying that just we can talk over it and not get copyright then. But it's all the original voice actors from the movie, right? Yes, sir. Which is weird. Why remake the movie just animated? Yeah. Cash grab, I guess. Well, I was hoping for some Japanese voice actors. Yeah. That's what I thought, Joe Doolin. Rooster Cogburn from True Grit. Cogburn. So, so the reason I, I wanted to play that is because... Did you notice anything about that trailer? That it was a trailer? It's essentially a shot-for-shot remake of the movie. That's... Yeah. I they they said it was going to be a continuation. It's not a continuation. It's the same fucking movie, just animated in a series. I think I literally just said that. When did you say it, that? Is this a movie or a series? Like three the seconds, series. like three to did five you, seconds before you said it. Did you say that while the music was while the video? Probably, was probably. Okay, I, I couldn't didn't hear, hear it. it. I was under the assumption that it was just going to be a recap of the movie, and then. It picks up new stories going forward. Maybe if that's the case, but I'm starting the timer. Yeah, go for it. If that's if that's the case, but I feel I feel it's weird. Like if they're using the same voice actors, they're banking on the fact that people have seen the movie. So why not just start as a sequel? Like why replay all the shit that we've seen? Because there's a oh. whole generation of people that haven't seen it, maybe. I mean, they went even as far to like, like the the. I chose this picture specifically, and there's a bunch of different things. Like, it's shot for shot. Like there, it doesn't seem to be bringing anything. Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies, and I I just I guess I didn't want. I wanted to see a continuation. I I don't think I wanted to see more of the same. The art is very much like um, what's his name Brian Brian O'Malley's comic. That's I think that's the point. Yeah, it's it's well. I was just speaking on Matt's comment. The art looks cool for Scott Pilgrim. It's 
very much like the book. Matt's comment. You mean Max's? Max. That's what I said. Uh, I thought you said Matt. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Like, I love the movie. Like the movie, it's Edgar Wright that did it, right? He did it, and he's an executive producer of the show. So I love his movie. Like, it's like the perfect culmination of like the manga and video game and all that in in one movie. Like, just the way he did it is oh yeah, so good. It's still today one of my favorite movies. But I'm interested to see how they continue it and if they're going to, you know, how far they're going to take it. And if it really is a shot for shot remake of the movie or if that's just what they want you to think. And that's kind of what I said when music was playing. I was like, oh, it's just a shot for shot remake from the movie. Talk about a money grab. Here's here's my although they did. It looks like they gave. uh, uh, What's her face? Bigger boobies. <laughs> you got to say true to anime in some way. Embedded highlights. <laughs> Ramona Flowers. So, although I'll feel weird about hearing Michael Sierra's voice coming out of the the animated Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. I. the The first movie came out. It didn't do well. Right. That's why we didn't get the sequel. It it started to develop a cult status. Uh after it was released years after it was released but it didn't do well my fear is that this is going to come out and not do well and we're still not going to get the continuation i think it will animated wise i think it will i hope so i'm i'm hoping so you know why this is happening right there's one show that is directly responsible for this what bluey bluey how we are in a renaissance of cartoons now where there are going to be shows that parents and kids can watch together. So Bluey is very childlike with the cartoons and the animation, but it, it handles heavy adult themes. Yeah. Just like this is going to. It's going to be heavy adult themes, but they're doing it cartoons so kids can watch it too. So it, it broadens their audience. They're going to start doing this with a lot of stuff now because of the success of Bluey. But Bluey does it in a very like inconspicuous way, right? Like not inconspicuous, like you can pick up on it, but some of the stuff in Bluey can go over a kid's head, right? Most of the stuff. If I remember from the movie, like Meg Whitman talking about her orgasms and stuff, like it was very direct. Yeah, but I'm sure that'll go. I I I don't know if parent the same parents that are letting their kids watch Bluey would let their kids watch this. I'll, I'll let my daughter watch this. 100%. Has there been a rating announced for it? Logan Logan will be a Scott Pilgrim <coughs> fiend. I'm, I'm looking it up right now to see what the rating is. I'm going to buy the I played the crap out of the video game. Oh yeah, the discontinued so, video game. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you talking about the 2D one? Yes. It's like side scrolling, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just like the Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. It is comparable to Bluey. Just watch, Max. Just watch. You're going to start getting a lot of adult things that are cartooned and animated so that the whole family can consume them because it it reaches a broader audience. Uh, So it doesn't come out till November 17th. I do not see any sort of rating. It says TV 14. There you go. Okay. But Bluey has uh tvg i think rating 
well still so right. it's it's gonna be parents and um, um, no no and then i think it's gonna be teens more so than little kids like my three-year-old who loves bluey is not gonna have any interest in seeing this but you're more likely you're more likely to watch it with them around because it's cartoon and an orgasm is going to go oh there a three-year-old isn't going to pick up on what an orgasm is so yeah. you're not you're not yeah. likely to change the channel or not view this when your kids are around possibly i mean i, I don't i don't know all right well that was our timer next next Andrew Garfield's shocking return to MCU ignites Secret Wars speculation. Spider-Sense or just Marvelous Rumor Web? I love ChatGPT. I use ChatGPT to write all these headlines. <laughs> Hartman yeah. 2.0. Um, uh, I'm stepping away now. <laughs> I'm interested to see how this plays out. I'm interested to see if this also kind of fits into that fan theory that the Venom movie in Venom takes place in andrew garfield's universe um and to see how this all comes to a head i think disney was is really gonna play i think after the success of no way home there you're gonna see a lot more of the the toby peter parker and andrew garfield <clears throat> peter parker as much as they can use them i don't think that's the last time we've seen them and i definitely think uh Secret Wars makes sense. Do you think out of the out of the three or the two Spider-Man returning Spider-Man, I kind of feel like Andrew Garfield's kind of overshadowed Toby a little yes, bit. Yes, he got the bigger pop in the theaters every time I went to see No Way Home. Which is amazing because Toby is like the OG. It's like Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. Like, what do you think is gonna be bigger? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, Garfield is a better actor than Toby. Than, oh, yeah, down. yeah. You know, the guy's been so, nominated for what three Oscars already? Yes. You know, he he was giving a a crappy script in um, Amazing Spider Man, and they gave him better lines to work with in No Way Home. You know, yeah, and it just showed his his um range as an actor, a higher caliber of writer for No yes. Way Home. Um. Definitely. I will say this. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, probably close to the bottom as far as my Spider-Man movies are it's concerned. Great. I love that movie. I know you do. I just, I'm not a fan. Uh, it has the best suit out of all the Spider-Man movies, in my opinion. Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit is fucking, he got the big eyes on him and like, the suit is a change. I think that changes with Tom Holland Spider-Man 4. You think he's going to get the big eyes? Well, I mean, dude, the suit oh, at the OG. end of No Way Home when he's swinging around, that's like the most comic book accurate Spider-Man suit yet. Yeah, and I want to see it more than just four seconds. Because uh, in the movie, the one gripe I had, it was very um, metallic looking. And I know you like that. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I like more of the muted colors. But that... And as I say that, with the best suit being the Amazing Spider-Man 2, the worst suit is the Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yes, I'll give you that. And I like the Amazing Spider-Man 1 better than I liked 2. But, I don't know, Bruce, are you down for more Andrew Garfield? Yeah, I, I 
Amazing Spider-Man is one of my favorite Spider-Man movies, actually. The first one or the second one? The first one. You know, it's pretty much um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, then Amazing Spider-Man, and then the rest of the crap is somewhere back there. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not a big Tom Holland fan. I don't like his portrayal of Spider-Man at all. I like Spider-Man 1, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1, for the straight nostalgic factor. I don't know if I would put it up there with the best. Spider-Man 2 is the best. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man No More, with the storyline they were trying to adapt. Uh, that is one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen. Have you seen the, uh, speaking of Amazing Spider-Man 2, have you seen the, the story that got put out of Emma Stone getting her hair cut short? Like... Uh, Gwen Stacy from across the from across the Spider Verse, and now people are photoshopping her into Spider Gwen stuff. Yeah, <laughs> really, <she knows>. dude, <laughs> she looks so good. I want it. I want it. She's too old to play Spider Gwen. No way, dude. She still looks super young. She, I used to think Emma Emma Stone was a fox, dude. Like, and I don't know what happened. And I'm just speculating, like drugs or something. Emma Stone. She, Emma Stone is a fucking rail now, dude. Like you can no see way. her eye sockets. No way. She just had a kid. Dude, when she was in is it La La Land, I think? Like you could practically see like her bones. Dude, she looked amazing in her Cruella. Yeah, I don't Maybe I don't... it was called that that look was called for for the role. <laughs> Who knows? You know, Holly Hollywood starlets had to be Joe Doolin says, Brucifer newsflash, Emma Stone burnt. <laughs> <laughs> like, she I remember her from Super Bad and the first two Spider Man movies, she was so fucking hot. And now she's not for me, I guess. Hmm. But are you, sure, are you sure it wasn't like AI? Because I'm looking at an AI one right now and it looks pretty terrible. What is this AI you speak of? I don't know, dude. Emma Stone is still fucking immaculate to me, man. And she's from Scottsdale, so. Win-win. I think if you were going to do it... See, I think that they should have done a, a third uh, Garfield movie in May, you know, and let um, Jennifer Lawrence be Mary Jane. Well, it wasn't... It was Shailene Woodley. I know it was. I know it was disappointment in your voice i know <laughs> i like yeah. shaylene woodley I, I don't i think she's hit or miss but there's some stuff that she's been in that i really i really like her that the one where stars is that the one where she's sick yes i thought she did a, a fine performance in that she did and shaylene woodley fits like the age better i think at that time, I think she was more, she was closer in age to Andrew Garfield. And I think Jennifer Lawrence has got a few years on both of them. Uh, I, I may be mistaken, but I, I thought she was older. You're mistaken, buddy. Andrew Garfield is 39. I want Jennifer Lewis. I want Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Jennifer Ooh. Lawrence is younger. <laughs> Yeah, she's thirty three. Yeah, and Emma Stone. I don't know. I don't know if she's ever going to come back to the superhero genre ever again, though. I hope Emma not. Stone is thirty four, so Andrew Garfield older than all of them. 
the you know what's funny though is that every single spider-man like movie franchise peter parker and mary jane hook up in real life toby dated kirsten dunce andrew garfield and emma stone dated for years and now tom holland and zendaya well emma stone didn't play mary jane the the main the main yes you're right the main (laughs) love interest of the spider-man movies i just thought that was interesting hopefully hopefully zanzaya comes to her senses and and drops them oh my god on that note (laughs) no no and then the way she talks about him he sounds like such a good dude (laughs) exactly he's he's too good He's like a puppy. Sit. Roll over. Christopher says, not an uncommon movie occurrence. The leading actor and actress falling in. All right, Lance, what's next? Next, the Flash movie ends its box office run and zips to HBO Max, promptly trips on its shoelaces. Fans wonder if they need to hit fast forward. So it's supposed to hit HBO Max on August 25th. Its total box office haul was 269 million making it one of the worst box office office flops of all time. I think this movie has a resurgence on HBO Max. I think it's been one of those mov- many films that have that hit that streaming resurgence because I think it's a lot of people didn't want to go to the movie to pay for this in case it was bad. That DC aftertaste up in your in your mouth that fucking just you know, rotten taste in your mouth from DC films. And I think uh, people just didn't want to pay the the 20 bucks to go to the movies to see the flash in case it sucked. So I kind of think this will have a big um, cult following on max. Um, but I kind of fear that your blue beetles suffering the same uh, effects. Well, um, the flash had a huge, um, VOD for like four weeks before Little Mermaid hit VOD. So it was, you know, was what is VOD like twenty bucks a a pop? It was number one on all um YouTube, uh, YouTube, stream iTunes place. and yeah. um was it? Yeah, it was well, like number one ordered movie for four weeks. You watch it over and over again, and the whole family for one price versus twenty bucks a head. You know, yeah. It was a good movie. I still I still put it in my top three movies of the year. Really? Yes. Well, we'll get... Joe's Doolin says it was unfair, uh, unfairly pigeonholed as the last Snyderverse film. Which I think that... Well, um, you know, we'll get into Blue Beetle here in a minute. Um, but I think Blue Beetle is suffering the same thing because people aren't sure... Is it Snyderverse or is it James Gunn? Well, Snyderverse has been gone for years. It's neither. But Peter Safran, who is James Gunn's partner, is listed as an executive producer of Blue Beetle. Well, that's before they took over. So I'm not... I don't know. know, It was originally um, going to Max, and Zaslav saw how good it was and decided to throw some extra cash and sent it to theaters. Which I think was a good call. Mm-hmm. Very good call. They they uh there was an interview with I think the director or something, because he was the director of the HBO Max stuff and then was stayed on as the director when they transitioned it to to cinema, I guess. 
and he was yeah. saying that they made a lot of changes to make it up to that cinema par which i kind of wish flash did the same thing because <laughs> i like the flash but their visual effects and i don't care what the director says the visual effects seemed like streaming tv yeah well i would say worse than streaming tv the the visual of it's okay it's been long enough for the flash the beginning scene where the flash is at the the hospital cleaning up bruce wayne or batman's mess and he's saving the babies all i could see in my my mind was like the dancing baby from like 1996 you know when the gifts were like just coming onto the scene and the, the dancing baby and stuff like that's all I said. It was like that quality. What was the one of the, the person Crazy dressed fuck. up in the baby outfit? Is that the one you're talking about? It was like a baby mask. No, it was, it was actually like a full like, grown adult. Hey, so no, this was actually like a dancing baby. That was on. Um, fuck. Um, Cause Cliff that's what I thought was the star. Um, What's the name of that show? Well, who was the star? Callista Flockhart. Oh, was it um Ali McBeal? Ali McBeal, yeah. Yes, yeah, the dancing is that baby. From that? The, not not what you're talking about. The dancing baby I'm talking about is from Ali McBeal. Yeah. But I can't I can't find it now. I, I have it in my head. I remember it was like, oh, what's this? Here we go. Uh present. How do you show it oh nudes are coming on the screen and three, right, well hold two, on let me let me check and make sure <laughs> accidental nudes do you guys remember I've no, this i've never seen that i've never seen that in my life that is disturbing very disturbing but i can see what you're talking about this is what popped in my head when i saw that i don't know the dancing it's a dancing baby gif yeah well, this one, it. yes, I have seen this. Yeah, that. this one? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember this. But that's that's what I saw, and you know, they Joe's Doolin said Tosh used to use that baby. The, which one, the dancing baby or the one in the suit? Because I know the I've seen the suit. Okay, I watched a lot of Tosh Point oh, so that's probably why why I remember it. But, um. It's just for a movie to get that much hype. I mean, Tom Cruise, Stephen King, all these fucking people, the greatest superhero movie ever made. James Gunn himself, like this movie is incredible. And then to be like, I liked it. Do I think it was the best superhero movie ever made? Absolutely not. Well, that that term is subjective to the person saying it. So, Yeah, but it also feels a little misleading. It had a high 88% um, audience Audience score. score. Did it? Yeah. But would you say that this was, I mean, it was a better multiverse movie than fucking Doctor Strange, that's for sure. But would you say that this is better than the top five Marvel movies that have been released? Would you want to watch this over Blue Beetle again? I saw this four times in the movie theater. Oh, wow. Oh my god. Yeah. That's how much I like the Flash. And the Flash is one of my favorite characters, so I was really excited for this movie, but I I did feel a little let down. 
All right, give your final thoughts. Uh, we'll see how it does. Watch the class for yourself and judge it. I agree. I think it's going to be a, a streaming darling, and I can't wait for it to hit max so I can watch it again. It's on my no. Plex. It's on my no, Plex and then what? It's on my Plex account. Oh. Can you highlight Joe's dueling last comment? Uh, this one. Oh, yeah. You don't think the King and Cruz were asked to say that? Well, Cruz has said that about every movie that's come out since then. He's just trying to get people back into the theaters. Why yeah. would Why would Stephen King be asked to say that? I mean, get people back in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But do you think Stephen King has the pool to get people in theaters? No, you don't. You don't think if they're like, all right, well, well, he's a big author. People love his books and his movies. So you don't think they were like, oh, well, aren't they doing that Welcome to Deary movie? It's a TV show. Or show. HBO Max. Okay. But if you so remember, you don't, like, think, you don't think HBO and Warner Brothers was like, listen, if you want that fucking show to be made and you want a bigger budget, <laughs> you're going to push the flash, all right? I'm going to run you over with a car again if you don't push the flash, all right? Push the flash. The flash is the greatest movie superhero movie you've ever seen right you're gonna say that but even stephen king has been attached to some major flops i mean the dark tower was supposed to be a 10 film franchise and that movie crashed and burned horribly it chapter (laughs) two is not good uh stick says they called stephen king and they thought they called don king i just don't know if he has the clout uh, Joe's Dolan says, do you really think the Kardashians love the products they get paid $3 million to tweet and promote? Yeah, but that's their whole existence, the Kardashians. They are essentially famous for being influencers. I think the head of, of HBO, Warner Brothers, st- sat there while Stephen King was tied to a chair and revved his engine until Stephen King pushed this movie. And then it's like, all right, you got your budget for Welcome to Deary. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. But... Moving on. Yeah, just, right. like, just like Tom Holland had to do Uncharted. Uh, yeah. He had no choice in that one. All right, next up. Blue Beetle's box office debut, $3.3 million, leaves audiences feeling a little blue. Superhero, superhero film struggles to take off. It performed worse than Shazam 2, which I didn't think was possible. Um, and we're going to get into the movie review next. But where do you guys think the, uh, I mean, Barbie just did a billion dollars. Oppenheimer did really great numbers as well. Why isn't this movie taking off? See, I think it's where you, you look, cause I'm looking at, I looked at deadline and deadline says it's the number one movie with a $25 million opening night. I've so, I saw this in several places. Three point three so million. So three point three million night. in preview. That preview was um, preview That's, last night. That would yeah, last night. That's when I saw that, it. That was just one night. Yes, yeah. Thursday night. Three point three million, which was less than Shazam two. Yeah, well, that, and this deadline says it's doing a twenty five point million dollar. Which for Stray Dogs is only doing eight million. Yeah, but Stray Dogs was a lot cheaper to produce. I think they'll be happy if they hit a hundred million in the theaters. But I think for a film like Blue Beetle, if you don't hit five or six hundred million, that's no. not. 
A bunch so, of them are high on this. According to Deadline, as of noon today, Blue Beetle has done 9.8 million and is on track to do a $25 million opening weekend. Let me look at the break even for Blue Beetle. What they Warner can hit. both second place and fifth weekend of Barbie in Oppenheimer. Barbie made six million on Friday from and was doing 20 million to 21 million three days ago. So the break even for Blue Beetle is 240 million. That's not considering um the the marketing. That they have to do, but the break even is two hundred. Which they've saved on that because there's no marketing. There's marketing. no marketing because they've been on strike. So yeah, they've been getting free marketing by putting the trailer in front of Barbie for the last month. Well, Matt, mm-hmm. you said you said that in your theater you went at nighttime. I went in the afternoon, so I don't think it's a correct representation of the crowds. But you went at night. And said you were the only person in the theater. Yeah, I went at six o'clock yesterday. And I was the only one in the theater. I was yeah. sending. I sent Bruce for pictures of my empty theater. The the Harkins people actually came and was asking me to switch showings because they didn't want to show the movie for just one person. That's crazy. I was like, sorry, man, I can't do it. I I picked this one specifically because I got things to do. So I got to see the movie, but yeah, I was the only one in the theater. So I went and there was probably seven to ten people in there. Bruce but it was at eleven thirty on a Friday. Blue Beetle cost 120 million to make. Not sure where 200 is coming from. According to Time magazine, their break-even is 240 million. Which I would argue Time magazine is reputable. <laughs> it's not screen junkie. <laughs> Hey man, as long as it's all reckonable, unless it's fucking. Uh, but the only um, thing, what I one thing I've I've giant robot. I I don't like about the way people judge and rate movies is is they movies are rated by how good they do in the box office. If it doesn't do good in the box office, it's not a good movie. I've seen that over and over on movie talk. Well. At Max's channel, where people will say a movie's bad because it it performed oh, bad. Oh yeah, I don't I don't subscribe to that at all. All I'm saying is that I want it to perform well, so hopefully we get more. I liked it enough that I want to see more. Well, so you know? Blue Beetle, uh, at 125 million budget. Any additional marketing costs spent by the studio? It says Blue Beetle's biggest battle is recouping enough at the box office to justify its 125 million budget. And any additional marketing costs spent by the studio. The figure pales in comparison to the $200 million budget of The Flash, which capped its theatrical run at $268.5 million globally. And that's CNBC. What I'm reading right here is it says their break even number is the budget times two and a half. So that's where $300 million comes in. But then you got to, um, I, I was told this by, um, because we have a few people that work in Hollywood on my channel that you have to take into consideration tax breaks and the write-offs and a lot of these movies will break even once they go to VOD. Yeah, like like Kevin Smith is on record as saying that box office and shit if you can get it sell a lot of it's VOD and physical sales. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, end, people are still buying movie. physical media. Especially his movies because he doesn't have big box office right runs. But that's why I'm saying like 
they'll consider it a box office failure, but will it be considered an overall failure? Like we have this trope of like box office is everything. Box office means it makes or breaks this stuff. And that it, it really needs to be looked at differently than, than that because VOD and to, you know, VOD and merchandising and all that stuff plays into it too. So, you know, uh, uh, and um, one sec, um, people need to stop using Rotten Tomatoes as the basis to go see a movie or not. We didn't have Rotten Tomatoes in the 80s and 90s. We no, went to go see a movie. Cisco, just go Cisco see a movie. and Ebert. <laughs> yeah, you had the review in your newspaper and Cisco and Ebert. <laughs> Cisco and Ebert was every Friday, dude. My dad watched Cisco and Ebert. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. It was live or die by Cisco and Ebert in but, my house. Um, I, um, Peter, um, um, Gunn and Saffron said that regardless of what happens with the box office of Blue Beetle, he will be returning in their DCU. Oh, that's great news. I hadn't yeah. heard that. I hadn't heard that because he did say something that this was kind of the start of their universe. But then when I brought that up last week, Matt had said he walked back those comments a little bit. Yeah, he did. He said it's not. He's saying that this is not this movie is not the start of his universe, just that you will see Blue Beetle moving forward. So he's not saying that this movie connects to what they're going to do, but they're planning to continue to use the character. Mm hmm with zolo as the as the actor that has not been determined yet because i i did. well he said zolo was gonna continue in the dcu did they say zolo specifically because i know they yeah. said blue beetle but i don't think they said i didn't see him say zolo specifically so matt i know i said to you when we talked on the phone like that i didn't i don't think zolo is the best actor in the world i thought he did a fine job in this movie there was times i'm a little <laughs> looked at him a little bit with rolled eyes some of the performance uh marks that he gave but i like to see him continue i mean watch, i watch cobra kai every season that comes out and most of those kids aren't good actors so i don't think that makes or breaks it but i just want to see more of it i liked it enough that i want to see more and for a while shazam was my favorite dceu entry this is better than shazam hands down even though it has George Lopez in it, who I can't stand. Hey, wait, are we reviewing the movie or what? Well, I guess that's why I put this at the end because it leads directly into the movie review. So you might as well just start it. Cholo. All right. Did, did you just say Cholo? <laughs> <laughs> uh... No. No, and then. <laughs> are we? Oh, that's right. It's me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought like gonna... how at the beginning of the show he was like, I'm going to do this. I thought you were going to play the fucking video. I thought you were going to play the movie review video. Oh, shit. My bad. I thought you were going to do it because you're the one that's driving the ship. I've just been reduced to fucking the <laughs> countdown. It don't matter that I made the, that I created this show. It's no, like you're all the shit, to, all the you're shit on the right hand side doing handle, countdown, man. I handle the slides. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, did I did that fucker get caught in there before you hit the or I did I go mute? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I yelled fucker and then the video started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Blue Beetle. I like, I like Bruce for a like petty laugh for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, right? Uh, Fucking reduced to color commentary. 
I just trying to take some of the load off his plate, dude. I'm sure you want to take lots starting of fucking gifts and videos and shit. I said, okay, I'll hit the arrows to, to advance the slides. That's what I'll do. That'll be my contribution. Not only did I make the slides, I'll hit the arrow to advance the slides. <laughs> I'm trying to be helpful, bro. I'm trying to make, make sure you live a long life. Wow, who's giving this that's a lot of pandering right now <laughs> who's Jeez. giving the synopsis of this matt you want to do it i guess <laughs> a blue beetle follows uh recent college graduate jaime reyes or reyes as he returns home uh to his family to find that they have gone broke um him and his sister work for a cleaning company for a giant organization who he later finds out um, he ends He's up getting fired and ends up entangled in a family squabble over alien technology that the wicked head of the corporation wants to use to build super soldiers. Like we haven't seen this plot before. Um, and in the mixed, I may being the lovable hero that he wants to be the knight in shining armor to a beautiful woman finds himself wrapped up in this twisted world of underground espionage, I wouldn't say espionage, but fuckery and <laughs> backstabbery and family squabbles. And much like Vin Diesel in the Fast and the Furious, this movie's all about the power of family. As Jaime finds himself bestowed upon him, the scarab, which climbs up his butt and gives him super human abilities as george lopez so eloquently put as george it. lopez so uh, yes so eloquently put. Lopez. um so was jaime that... able to use the power of the scarab to unleash his blue beetle powers and save his familia find out right now as lance gives us his review of so i found this movie to be incredibly funny did you guys feel the same way? Because I sat in a theater where I felt like no one was laughing but me. I laughed a lot. I did. Did you laugh a lot? There yes. was a couple things that brought me back to my own. Like when he's pat. I told Matt this when we were talking on the phone. When he's passed out on the couch and the 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 Nana brings uh, the vapor rub under his nose. Yes. Vapor vapor rub was a cure all when I was my family from Argentina. Vapor rub was a cure all for for everything. For everything. <laughs> and so I laughed nobody else laughed nobody else thought that was funny i was like "Uh oh that's not good <laughs> <laughs> i laughed several times when nobody i laughed when uh he corrects the lady um and i was expecting this joke to come when she calls him jamie instead of jaime uh i laughed and i was expecting it um no one else laughed no one else thought that was funny um, I did go at 11:30 on a Friday, so I thought maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe people were not in the mood to laugh, but uh I I even laughed at George Lopez, who I can't stand. <laughs> I thought Lopez was funny. My grandfather used to put Vicks on toast. What? Ugh. No, thank you. That's almost as, almost as bad as using Vicks for a lube. Oh. Oh god. <laughs> That would burn. Oof. Dude, that's nasty. That's medicine, dude. Just, why don't you just drink a bottle of Vicks cough syrup? It's the same thing. Yikes. Yeah, I remember my 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 friend's mother, um, grandmother used to give them teaspoons of Vicks paper up. Ugh. To eat? 
Yeah. Oh, I okay. So we weird. never went that far. I remember that if I if I was sick, like if I had a cold or something like that, my mom would put vapor rub on my feet, like yeah, thick, put socks in them and put socks on all over my chest, under my nose, fucking va- Vicks vapor rub everywhere. Like there was, you know, I'm surprised they didn't buy it by bulk. Like the, the Vicks vapor rub was the cure, the miracle medicine, I guess. Uh, eating it, no. What's in it? Petroleum and menthol? Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no thanks. No big deal. But uh, I also laughed when the Nana goes full fucking scorched earth. <laughs> <laughs> when she let her braids down? Yeah. Wow, I thought that was so hilarious. hilarious. Because it brought me back to no one messes with Nana, right? No one messes with Nana because Nana will fuck you up. <laughs> um, and then when the suit, when they finally come, is it symbiotic? Would that be when the suit and Jaime become one? Yeah. When she starts speaking Spanish? Yeah, the suit, yeah. I thought that was hilarious as well. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was a well-made movie. I thought it was well-written, even though like everything we had seen that it reminded me a lot, like some of the jokes, it reminded me a lot of like Miss Marvel and like a lot of, or, or Peter Parker. <laughs> Zaggy says, well, Lance likes it. So it's going to be a blockbuster bust. <laughs> uh. I don't, I didn't love it. Um, but I did feel like it, it called back to a lot of the teenager get superpowers shows that we've seen in the past shazam spider-man miss marvel felt a lot of those same beats from those movies were in this movie did you guys feel that way yeah um it reminded me of like um a lot of live action from the nine it was a very 90s vibe with um updated special effects that's where i saw it you know it you think probably 90s just had was a, all like the heavy like no the, the vibe the feel of the action and you think the, so because I yeah. I, never, I couldn't place it because of all the heavy like neon and the electronic music yeah the score was amazing I love the score the blue and purple gave me eighties vibes hmm. like the new wave stuff like Miami uh, Miami Vice type stuff i don't i don't know if i call if i felt the 90s as much but i i can see you know your point his suit the mass remind me of like what deadpool did with the moving eyes and stuff like that like there was a lot of expression in the mask which i liked oh yeah i liked how like the lower jaw moved to make it look like he was talking without actually having a mouth Mm-hmm. So it, it seems less like a suit and more like his skin, like his exoskeleton or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, Iron Man, you just get this blank face. I know there's a lot of comparison for, to this, to um, the Giver. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Giver. I've seen mm-hmm. the Giver. It's a, it's a Japanese anime that they turned into a movie that was the Giver, then it was Giver Dark Hero. And 
and it was starring what is Mark Hamill was in either the first or the second one. Okay. You know, he he was uh an alien technology took over his body, wrapped himself around him, pretty much like Blue Beetle. Because let me see if if I can find the picture while you guys talk. You know, that's why I said 90s because Guyver came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big anime guy. So yeah, uh, Joe Joel's Joe's uh Joe's Doolin is is uh citing Guyver as well. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Mug Guyver, and I'm like, I didn't I didn't catch that at all, dude. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see the relation between the two. <laughs> um let me see. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, on, I, I just shared it. I put on Giver, and the first thing that comes up is the Giver. Yes. Oh yeah, a little bit. Definitely. Yeah, what I love, this? absolutely love the heart-shaped cod piece. <laughs> 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 yeah, this was the anime. Probably came out when I was in high school. When like uh, 90, where can you early nineties. Um, I, I believe they have the the animated series on Crunchyroll. Maybe I don't know where you can watch the live action movies of this. I'll have to check that out. Where are the live action movies? But um, yeah, I mean my. My boys who have no, I mean, they watched the trailer two days ago when I showed it to them, when I told my wife I was going to go see this. And mm-hmm. she said, make sure the boys don't want to go. And they loved it as well. And what I thought was refreshing is that this movie, you don't have to see anything prior to it for you to enjoy it. Right. I think. Correct the big thing with Marvel movies that I hear all the time, they're like, Oh, well I haven't watched any of them. So I'm not going to now because it's too big of an undertaking. You can start fresh with this one. And it felt like a good movie to start fresh with rather than a Superman or Batman, like one of those big marquee characters. I just hope people go see it is, is I, I think this will, this movie will have a bigger reach internationally. Because I saw some videos of like Latin America movie theaters and they were packed. Were they? Yeah. Brazil was packed because of, I forgot. um, The main girl? Main girl. Jenny. Jenny Cord. Who is a babe, by the way. She's a huge star in Brazil. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch a hint of an accent interesting when she said she was brazilian i was like really <laughs> uh, i did not catch a from the waist hand. down uh, <laughs> talk about uncut brazilian but um, uh, i thought yeah. everybody was well casted in this go ahead man yeah i actually like this movie too it surprised the shit out of me um i was expecting to get a lot of like either iron man or uh homecoming vibes from it but i didn't um i mean there were there are some similarities but i actually really liked it and i 
I I like George Lopez in this. I thought he was hilarious. And as that kind of like techie, underground techie, you know, conspiracy uncle um, thinks the government's out to get you and the government's and everything. And I I thought it was funny. And I really like how it almost feels like to me, Blue Beetle in the suit took a back seat uh, to the family. The family was kind of like the main stars of this movie. It was, it was very like family is the centerpiece of this movie and this universe. And blue beetle was, was second. Now that said my biggest hit, like I'm not the biggest blue beetle fan. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know enough about blue beetle be maybe a little bit dangerous in a conversation, but can we get no love for Dan Garrett? Like, you're gonna have the scarab in there and not even mention him at all, or did I just miss it? They mentioned they mentioned him. him. They yeah. mentioned uh, so Todd Cord. Todd yeah. Cord is that his name? They talk about how he was Ted. the original it's Ted Cord. Ted Cord. Ted. They orig- they mentioned how he was the original Blue Beetle, but the scarab never took to him, but it did to his friend. And then they mention Dan Garrett. Okay, because well, Dan Garrett's the original. He was the yeah. original that that wielded the scarab and then Ted Cord couldn't. So he was technological. And then now Jaime has him. So, so I guess I just I, missed that. And I appreciated that little story bit because when they first show the suits, I'm like, okay, wait, the scarabs alien tech, they give them this suit that has all this amazing technology attached to it. Like why was the original one wearing leotards and shit and having to build all his own stuff? So I appreciated that, like, it's always had this same tech. It wasn't, it didn't, like, evolve over time, because I would have thought that would have been a lazy way of storytelling. Um, Yeah, Marvel's kind of, Joe's Doolin says, uh, again, we need more standalone hero movies, just one-offs and fun stories. I think Marvel has kind of ruined that. Everybody expects everything to interconnect now. Yeah, you uh, know, DC had it made just doing individual movies, not connected to anything. And then here comes who who was in charge of um Kevin when, Feige? No, um when they started the uh, Snyderverse. Who who owned who owned Warner Brothers at the time before AT&T? It was, it was AT&T when Snyderverse started. Yeah. Was it? Comcast. Or Comcast? No, what's the name of it of AT&T's like AT&T took over like towards the middle of like after man um not after um what came um BBS when did AT&T Let me look that up Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember anyone owning them before AT&T Yeah, um, Time Warner was 1990. AT&T bought them in 2018. So well after the Snyderverse started. Because I still have free HBO, free Max because of AT&T. Thank you. Very well, it was, apparently it was AOL before. Oof. AOL owned Time Warner? Oh, that's right. There was um, It was the AOL Time Warner building. In, in Midtown Manhattan. Forgot about that. So AT and T. When did when did uh, Man of Steel come out? 
2010? 2013. 2013. So that's interesting. AT&T bought this thing right in the middle of that and didn't even stay to like what was uh, um yeah they bought it right after justice league justice league was 2017 so they bought it at, yeah right after justice league interesting interesting um it it gave me revitalized hope in the DCU going forward. I mean, if this is the kind of storytelling they're going to, they're going to tell, then, then I'm on board for it. The, the, my biggest issue with Snyderverse and Max is going to be so pissed. That I say this because he gets pissed whenever I say this Snyderverse tried to be the anti Marvel um, with making dark stories. And they wanted to carry off, carry from that Nolan verse, uh, feel an aesthetic into their merged universe um and i don't feel like that ever translated well with audiences based being on you can go dark with batman superman it doesn't really work as much right and we only started to see a little bit of success when shazam came out or aquaman that were a little bit lighter in tone compared to man of steel and batman versus superman but as soon as you throw Aquaman into Justice League, it looked off, right? Because you see him as one way, and then he's thrown into Justice League, and he's different. Um, there was no, there was no um, synergy between movies. I feel like, like yes, the stories interconnected, but every movie felt like it was a fish out of water a little bit. Well, they had to in the middle of what middle filming Justice League, um, Joss Whedon. That- no, it was Zack Snyder. Zack oh, um, <laughs> Zach, Zach Snyder' daughter killed herself. Right, so and then Joss stop- Whedon, Joss yeah, Whedon came in. Right, is that what you're talking about? Jo- Joss Whedon coming in after Zack Snyder yes. left. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the so- Justice League was just a fuck up altogether. But Joe's Dillon says, "Can you have the same universe in different tone of movies and shows, like Peacemaker?" Well, Peacemaker, Peacemaker is different because peacemaker and then into suicide squad felt peacemaker almost felt like a reboot in and of itself right with james gunn coming in james gunn was tasked with rebooting suicide squad which he did i think successfully and then peacemaker branched off from that everything since then has kind of abandoned that Zack snyder dark tone and been a little bit more light and free-spirited I think you can be the anti-Marvel, but you don't have to go so take such a hard turn to be in the anti-Marvel. And I, I feel like Blue Beetle, Shazam, Peacemaker, um, what's the other? What? Uh, well, Aquaman. Aqu- well, Aquaman and Wonder Woman were technically in Snyderverse. Yeah, but Snyder wasn't wasn't. Uh, Snyder didn't direct those, so they felt lighter harder. But as soon as you threw those two characters, because in Justice League, doesn't it feel like Wonder Woman kind of doesn't belong? Like it feels so much different from her solo movie to the Justice League movie, like a different character entirely. I mean, they even had the mascara, the the Amazons in in the mascara in completely different, like scantily cloud clad outfits. In Justice League compared to Wonder Woman, 
Wonder Woman, you could tell, was made by a woman that understands women, whereas Justice League was made by Joss Whedon, who obviously that's his big thing is that he's not fair to women, I guess. That's why it was canceled, right? They they just they switch tone so often that, that you can't. I feel like Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man to Endgame was was a clear, you know, he was the same character all the time. Or Captain America, or all these characters were able to maintain their their essence, if you will, from the their first movie to the last movie that they appeared in. Whereas Superman feels like he changes halfway through Aquaman, the flash, like they were constantly changing the characters to fit the scope of the tone of the movie rather than carrying a symbiotic uh, character through the, through the franchise. Did you watch the um, Zack Snyder cut? I did. I liked it. um, Except for the fact that he went a little too artsy for me, the little, you know, watching it through a bad film. How would you say that? The aspect Rain. ratio or whatever uh, you know I'm talking about. Letterbox. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't letterbox. It was like it was like a square aspect ratio. I felt like he got. He wanted to be taken seriously as an artist, and I wish he would have just made a good movie rather than focusing on these needless little things. I also thought it was way too fucking long. But it's definitely better than Joss Whedon's version. Who belongs on his face? What's Joe's Doolin talking about? Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman? <laughs> she belongs in everyone's face. No, bro. I, I just... Listen, I'm not going to compare it to... like. I think it's time to bury the... It's time to bury the Snyderverse and not compare. I think, I think if we're gonna if we compare the Gunverse to what Snyder did, we're gonna constantly be in this trope of, oh, these movies are bad, these movies suck, blah blah blah. We can't. I don't think we can compare them. Like I think you got to put it to bed with the Flash. Do what the Flash tried to do and put it to bed, and just look at how these movies play out. For a DC movie, like Lance asked me when we were talking on the phone. Name me a DC movie you liked better or that you felt Blue Beetle is on par with. And I can't. Like, I feel Blue Beetle is probably the best DC movie I've seen in a long time. Like, out of the out of the, the Snyder stuff, like, okay, maybe if we're going to go standalone stuff, it, the Batman, I enjoyed the Batman a lot more. The but Joker. Blue Beetle the, and Joker and the Elseworld stuff. But Blue Beetle's right up there, man. It was a fun time. It was a surprise yeah. movie. I liked the family element to it. Um, I liked that it felt like the family was the main character in the movie and they took a little bit more precedence over... Because usually when the family's in a movie, they're just throwaway characters and they're in the background. And this one, it wasn't it. The, the family got more shine in this movie kind of than Jaime did. So it's like, you know, it was it was a nice change of pace a nice breath of fresh air from from dc when you're going to the theater and you're expecting more hot garbage and you you get something that was uh a pleasant surprise i definitely agree with you on the family thing because i couldn't even tell you a single name of anybody's family in miss marvel and of course with spider-man you have aunt may but 
That's the only one you're ever introduced to. Shazam? I have no idea what any of those people's names are. So they definitely take a front seat. I mean, they're involved in the final boss battle. You know what I mean? The the big mm-hmm. epic conclusion to this movie. The family is right there in it. To the point where George Lopez is throwing rocks at the bad guy. You know what I mean? They're right, the they're right there in it. Had a giant Gatling gun. Like Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I love the I love the grandmother. It was awesome. So you like Mexicans more, we get it. I don't understand what he's referring to. He said you didn't like Miss Marvel because they were Indian. I liked Miss Mar- Marvel. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Uh, Miss Marvel, I liked. I didn't like the mutant thing at the end, but I liked Miss Marvel. I watched it twice, actually. But uh, I'm just saying that I can't remember the the family names they they took a back seat to the main character whereas this one it felt like everybody george lopez and the rest of the family were as pivotal to this movie and to future movies as jaime is trying to think do i remember their names rudy (laughs) rudy millie i know nana yeah jenny was the girlfriend yeah Millie was the was the sister, uh, sister right? Jenny yes. from the block. <laughs> um, the father and mother. Mm. The father, I got excited because he's a, he's on the show called Acapulco, which is an awesome show on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And it took me a second to real to figure out where I'd seen this guy before. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually got a little like I don't say I cried or anything, but I thought that the scene we're going to spoilers, right? We've pretty much been spoiling it, right, Matt? Yeah, that's fine. So the father dies. That's kind of like that. That um, what do they what do they call it in this in across the Spider Verse? That moment, it's the hero his, um... catalyst moment. Yeah, that's a good one. So the father the father dies in this, which he pretty much saw coming. The scene after, uh where Jaime is finally becoming one with his suit and he sees his father. I guess it's the afterlife, I guess I thought was a very emotional scene. It was more emotional. I've seen in most DC movies previously. Um, and it, and it felt like more of a weight was there because the father had passed, right? They made you relate to the characters more where a death doesn't seem so inconsequential to the story. Right. Which is something Spider-Man's always done really well, right? With the Uncle Ben thing and the Aunt May. Like, it felt like a true catalyst moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because he wasn't really the superhero until that point. Because that's that event is what is the catalyst from, you know, for him to merge with the, the Scarab. And I think back to Man of Steel when Clark's uh, dad dies, John. <laughs> I don't... I didn't feel that like there was no there was no uh relationship there as an audience member to feel the pivotal how that scene was supposed to be pivotal right as an audience member because they didn't take the time to invest in that relationship because it happened within the first 
what 20 minutes it was such a throwaway thing yeah. i think those like ever since seeing across the spider-verse like those catalyst moments that they talk about i'm starting to realize how important those are in these movies to have that big moment that really turns them into a hero zaggy did you not like blue beetle Zaggy says well oscar movie of the year blue beetle I don't think that by a long shot, but you know, I, I one thing I loved about Blue Beetle was for people that watch novelas, the reference to Maria de Bajo, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was so good. It was, yeah, it was great that they, they were calling him the Maria. <laughs> and he doesn't have a was, pot to piss in, I think yeah, they say at it was one point. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did like a lot of the, um, the, uh, how the rest of the family kind of teases him all the time. Um, <laughs> the whole scene where he's naked at the end of his first trip of the, of the things like, hey, you can keep that blanket now that it's touched your huevos, and <laughs> like I thought all that was hilarious. Or someone saying, "Oh man, it's so small," and then Rudy, uh, George Lopez, "Oh, it's because it's cold." Like he's defending yeah. his. <laughs> It, it really shocked me when it went in his room and he's about to kiss Jenny and she leaves and he has a boner. Like, what the fuck? I was like, we <laughs> Yeah, he pulls his jacket down to hide his crotch. <laughs> or or later in the movie, I'm feeling some heat in your mid-region blood, or some or blood rushing blood, to your mid-region. Blood to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I, 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 it was a great movie. I'll, I'll watch it again before it leaves the theaters. I kind of wish I would have went and saw it. Um, I went to Batcats and, and I love that those theaters, but uh, Dolby Cinema AMC offers like a totally different, like they put subwoofers in the seats and stuff. I kind of wish I would have went and saw it there, but I kind of treated this movie as a, it's not going to make this lasting impact on me. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. You like telenovelas there, Brucifer? Well, I grew up, um, all my friends were Latino. So around the same time every night, everything just stopped at the house and everybody just watched novelas. And yes, Maria de Bajio, Dos Mujeres Un Camino. Tu sabes, entiendes? So I'm not, I wasn't a big novella because those were Mexico. Um, whoa lance whoa, whoa well my family being from argentina there's not that there's not that uh Just relationship to it what's the one, what's there, the one but, with the, that they referenced in the after credit scene with the dude in the red suit who looks like the noid from fucking oh uh, i don't Domino's? know who that is he's so that was an animated series and he was a, a live action character the same guy yeah. and i can't re- that's what i was going to ask what i was leading to because c- i recognize him because we did watch a lot of Telemundo and and um, because the boxing matches were on Telemundo and uh, Univision. Telemundo. Univision. Uh, but uh, so I recognized him. I just don't know his name. Not uh, Joe's doing. So he says not every movie needs to be life changing. That's not what I what I meant. What I. <laughs> What I meant was, it's just I, the happiest I've seen Lance since Brick Oven Pizzas. 
what I meant was I th- I didn't think it was going to mo- oh, be a movie that I was going. I thought I was going to forget it as soon as I left the theater. Like a lot of DC movies prior. And it's a movie I'm actually interested in seeing again. Without my kids, so I can actually pay better attention. <laughs> I did All find right. one plot hole, though. The name of the character is El Chapulín. Colorado, which is trans loosely translates to the red grasshopper. That's right, the red grasshopper. So I did find one plot hole in this movie. That was gonna I was I was wondering if you guys saw it. So Jenny, when she goes to steal the scarab, mm-hmm. she steals the badge from the guy that the woman keeps calling Sanchez, whose name's not Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves the room. How does he get back into the room if she has the badge? Wait, what? So she steals Sanchez's badge to 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 the key card to uh-huh. get into the room where the scarab is. Right. She then leaves. Mm-hmm. And then later he comes back to the room, sees his burger sitting there, looks over, the scarab's gone. How did he get back into the room if she has his key card? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, she left the door open. <laughs> <laughs> but what did he be like? Oh, why the fuck is his door open? Not just like, ready to eat his hamburger. <laughs> he, was, he was thinking he was hungry. It was lunchtime. <laughs> so he I had to I, go to the vending machine and get himself a coke. I was just. It doesn't ruin the movie. I just thought. I wonder if these if these two guys saw what I saw. You know, um, I. I know this movie isn't gonna make not, bank at the at the movie and in, in um the box office. It's not a world beater. Because if Mission Impossible Seven can bomb, so so can this. Definitely. Which was a shame, dude. Because Teleported. Mission Impossible. He's a 7. vampire. He fl- he just phased through the door and <laughs> flew in there. Mission Impossible <laughs> Seven was badass, dude. Have you guys seen it? No. no, it was. I walked into that movie thinking that it was going to be shit, and that movie was badass. To be fair, I haven't watched a Mission Impossible movie since Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> I watched the one with um Henry Cavill. That was the last one I saw. Isn't that the one prior to this, or was that two? I I don't remember. I think it was prior to, prior to this one. Um, and Mission Impossible had everything going for it. It had a high critic score, high audience score, a, a a cinema score, and then and coming off a of Top Gun, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise was riding high. I mean, Top Gun did over a billion dollars. You would have thought that crowds would have went in droves to see. I it's wonder. If- it's a different type of movie, man. People, not everyone. People go to Top Gun because it's an easy watch. It's an easy watch. It's not going to be anything crazy. When you get to these spy thrillers, it's a little bit more to digest, and people. It's just a different audience. I I was just surprised because there's no political agenda attached to this, and and I feel like that hampers a lot of these movies because you have the radical right that I think that's what's suffering with Disney right now. There was nothing. There was. It was just a fun movie. I thought it would have done well. But I walked out of that movie with a big old smile. I like that movie better than this one. 
Meh. It was long as fuck, though. Maybe that's another reason people didn't go see it. It was way too fucking long. <laughs> I need to go see Oppenheimer because I hear that you see boobies in that movie, and I'm yeah. down for some Florence Pugh boobies. <laughs> Apparently, she has a full-on sex scene, so I'm down for that. My my friend saw it, and he said that it's a great movie, but they talk way too much in the movie. Well, that's like Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. That's that's my issue with Interstellar. Is it's so long, and there's so much talking, you can barely understand what the hell's going on. I want to you know, there have been a lot of good movies that didn't make it, you know, make it make it to at least breaking even this year. And it's you know, it's sad because you'll never see a lot of these movies or sequels again. 